I'm Bonnie. Welcome to Martha Martha. I am distracted by many things. Because I'm a mom, because I'm a human, uh, because I have weakness, I need my Lord to guide me and to calm me every day. So let's walk together. Good morning. Okay, I am on chapter eight of my own book, Revolution of Mercy. This chapter is called The Theology of the Body and Dignity in Relationships. Bullet points. Here's the summaries of thoughts on dignity. Number one, the church provides us with language that can help us understand our relationships better. So this is particularly obvious in the catechism when we read the catechism, the sections on marriage and family and being fathers and mothers, the language is so beautiful and so clear about how we are to respond, how we are to speak, how we are to relate to each other. And, you know, I mean, for most people who would be my listeners raising small children, uh, you know, reading the catechism is... is uh, sounds like a pretty immense task. However, if you just read the sections on marriage and family life, um, even if you read one, one segment a day for, you know, a month, maybe that would be a good Lenten project. Uh, it would help to form families on how to speak and how to think about their relationships within the family. Bullet point two. The church teaches that marital union draws us closer to God and bears fruit. We refer to this marital relationship as being unitive and procreative. So in conjugal love, in married intimacy, a man and a woman draw together in a united way. And in that unity is both the man and the woman and God. And they also respect the procreative aspect of that physical unity, which is the beginning of children. So the relationship then we can describe as both being unitive, drawing us closer to each other and drawing us closer to God and procreative, bearing fruit, being open to the fruit of the relationship. Number three, our relationships with our children should also be unitive and procreative, drawing us closer to God and one another and bearing good fruit. So I see because children are the fruit of the unity between man and woman, that that fruit goes even further in the sense that our interactions with our children should bring us closer to the child and closer to God. That would be the ideal. That would be the goal we're working towards. And our interactions with our children would bear good fruit. Okay? So when we're interacting, when we're choosing how to interact with them, that we consider the fruit that our particular reaction might bear. You know, uh, whether that's punishment, discipline, uh, you know, however we're choosing to respond to their you know iniquities or shortcomings or uh, challenges or difficulties or whatever they're having is how is the way I'm responding going to bear fruit right is it going to have value is it going to um, 
be fruitful in our Christian walk. Bullet point four, the language and thought used to discuss the theology of the body is also useful in helping us understand and remember how we ought to respond to our children. When we read the sections on human relationships between husband and wife, I think it's very indicative of how we should think about and talk about and consider the relationships that we have uh, with our children. Number five, in choosing love, we follow Christ in the way of perfection. When we are fully respectful of the relationships, the human relationships in our family that we have, we allow them to be procreative, meaning they draw us closer to each other and they draw us closer to God, and that they be fruitful, that whatever interactions we have bear good fruit, bear fruit that would draw us closer to God. Those are the the ideologies that help us to uh, create an environment of love, that help us to respond in love. When we're very cognizant of what uh, our relationships mean in the eyes of God and what our relationships uh, will grow best from in drawing us closer to Christ. Number six, families that live out their vocation of reflecting God's love will transform our culture. Uh, People are drawn to the good, the true, and the beautiful, whether they know it or not. And when we see human beings, when we observe from outside ourselves, when we observe human beings treating each other with kindness, with justice, with tenderness, with empathy, uh, with love, we are drawn to that. When we see a mother, um, you know, on the sidewalk, scolding her children, uh, we're left with a negative feeling, right? Even if that's what, you know, the modus operandi we choose ourselves, we're left with this feeling like, oh, you know, I, I wish that that could look different, you know? Um, when we see spouses in discord, it, it leaves us feeling uncomfortable. When we see spouses interacting tenderly, compassionately, understandingly towards each other, and when we see mothers and fathers responding tenderly, compassionately, empathetically with their own children, we're very uplifted by that. When we see a mother or a father responding tenderly and beautifully with her their child, we are uplifted by that. It gives us, it, it actually gives us hope in humanity. Um, and it draws us to something greater and something more beautiful ourselves. Uh, I know that um, some of the best moments in my life were observing somebody respond tenderly to their child because it made me realize it was actually a human goal that I could actually consider and attain if I was to practice it. So, So those are the bullet points for chapter 8, and uh, tomorrow I will move on to the last chapter, chapter 9, which is called Why, Not How. So God bless you, and have a beautiful Friday, Um, and I will tune in over the weekend. God bless.